0: 20 square blocks. 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 20 square blocks. 20 square blocks. From the special observation platform, the Royal Couple were able to wave to the thousands of fans as they passed through the towns to Ballarat, where they received a tumultuous welcome. The people who crowded the Bridge Mall were not disappointed both the Prince and the Princess of Wales made a special point of speaking to as many people as possible, especially the children.
1: We've been now all the way round Australia, to every single state, and this certainly has been the coldest day of the entire expedition.
2: By the 1860s, Bridge Road in Ballarat had emerged as a link between the goldfields and the city, a place where bootmakers, jewellers, tailors and the like gave gold miners a place to spend their hard-earned cash. Fast forward to 1981, the Bridge Mall was born, a thriving, bustling attraction so popular even the Royals popped in for a visit. I spoke to Jermaine Davy about what the
3: mall means to Ballarat people today. I am the General Manager of the Bridge Mall Business Association which runs the the Bridge Mall and looks after the events and the traders and the promotions and all, all things bridge. Jermaine, how would you describe the atmosphere of the mall? The thing with the mall, or we like to call it the bridge, the thing with the bridge is that it's very much, the bridge is a family, it's, it's very much a village atmosphere, we, you know we are all in and out talking to each other all day and you know I talk to everybody all day and so... I have never seen a group of people work as hard as those traders. They never stop. They donate their time to the association because we're a not-for-profit. They help. Everyone works with me and and it's taken time to establish those relationships. But I adore those people and will do anything for them because whilst I've earned their trust, they've earned mine. Now, let me get this right. The business association
2: that you're the general manager of, is that kind of like a body corporate?
3: Yeah, it is. The majority of the funding come from the traders, and um, when it comes to the events, the farmers' market, the promotions, the radio, the television, the traders pay for that themselves. Yeah, right. You okay. know, and it's under my auspice to carefully manage those funds on their behalf, or well, with their consultation. Like a couple of years ago, we we ran quite large children's festivals. During Christmas, one of the weekends in Christmas, and we had biscuit decorating and entertainment and crafting and Santa, and mm-hmm. it was a really big event. You'd still have people saying they didn't provide enough this or they didn't provide. There's a real lack of understanding that…
2: They're the traders there. It's,
3: it's traders who have paid for it. It's not an other We've done a bit of work around that. Try—I don't know how successful we've been in trying to convey that concept to the general public. But it makes a difference
2: when you actually think of it that way.
3: It does. It does. You, we can't banter around the word "they" to anything, really, because there is no "they." You know, we're all parts of the mechanism. But
2: that's just uh, someone not understanding which I didn't at the start of this conversation. Who is running things? Who is behind
3: it? Yeah, yeah. There's been passionate traders. Forever down there. I mean, you've got businesses. uh, Falls is turning 111 this year. Oh, yeah. yeah. I've bought some shoes there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're up near the top. Yeah, so they're really established long-term businesses that are part of our identity. You know, you've got your Messer and Opie's, you've got the Capri's a long-standing business, When and Where's been a long time, Country Kids. These are who we are as a community. These are our people and these are our identity. These traders have been working multi-generational businesses which is really important for our culture and our community to support those people like ND's is a really good example if you've gone into that store that store is lifeblood is the human beings that work there and the human beings that go to visit there and Billy the dog yeah
4: hi my name's Dee and I've got ND's fashion in the Bridge Mall I've been here for about 13 years, and I absolutely love it down here. There's only Kirsty and myself work here, and we have little Billy the dog in here every day, loved by the customers, and we just love the outdoor atmosphere and everything down here. It's been fabulous.
2: Now, I was a bit worried about Billy when I came in, But he forgave me even though I'm a cat person.
4: He does, he does. And if people come in and he's not here, they're not very impressed either. He's been coming in since he was about 10 weeks old.
2: Right. Does Billy help out with the actual service as well?
4: Oh, sometimes he does. People come in because they see him on the counter, so (laughs) draws them in the door. Right, he's a draw (laughs) card. he is a draw card.
2: Right, and um, do you know much about this particular building in here? It looks quite old.
4: It is old. So originally it was um, Menzies. Owned right. it and they had the woolen stuff upstairs. And I think they lived here. So nice, upstairs bro. there's rooms upstairs, fireplaces.
2: Have you been up there?
4: Yeah. Yeah. So What's that noise? There's like seagulls.
2: a Seagulls. Seagulls. <laughs> <the roof>.
4: Yeah. <laughs> Don't talk to Casey about seagulls she got sweeped by one yesterday.
2: <laughs> but we're nowhere near the sea.
4: I know, they're everywhere. <laughs> it's becoming more bizarre by the minute. <laughs> All right.
2: Uh, so what's one particular memory that sticks out? Uh, In our years here. Yeah, just something that sticks yeah,
4: out. Yeah, oh, one night down here we had, um, we did like Christmas nights and that before Christmas and we had a band playing down here and we had food nice. trucks and that sort of thing. And there was people out there, but all oh, the shop people, we all came out and everyone was dancing through yeah. them all, yeah. Dancing so, through them Yeah, all. yeah, yeah. We all were dancing at the front of our shops. So it was great. <laughs> it was a wonderful feeling. That's just... I think that's the atmosphere down here. Right. Yeah. It's going to happen again. Well, we're bringing back some food trucks and things like that, so we're going to do food truck Fridays, I think. You and dance. So, oh, it depends what the music's like. We might. <laughs> if I have a glass of wine, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> but yeah, no, that that sort of thing, and they'll have buskers and things down here on those nights too. So it'll be good.
2: Right. And what for you makes them all special?
4: I like open air. For starters, I'm not a fan of. In closed shopping centres, it's the open air, and there's a lot of local. People don't realise, but it's a lot of locally owned businesses down here. Like we're all, yeah, you know, one-off Ballarat sort of people. But it's great. Families and lots of old people love it down here, and that too. So, I think if we could get out more, more outdoor eating too, it'd be fantastic down here. That's a great
2: idea. Yeah. Now, Jermaine, we've got to mention the Farmer's Market.
3: Oh, the Farmer's Market's great. Those people are, are gorgeous.
2: My favourite part of the market is picking up some sausages. From the Have sausage you met man. the
3: guy? Yeah, of course. Isn't he great? Luke. He, and if you met the dad? The dad hasn't been coming, but you should father and son are a comedy mm-hmm. duo.
2: Yeah, well, I, look, I've been going since uh, Luke was so small. Yeah. But then he just uh, he just grew and grew and grew.
3: I tried to convince Luke. Actually, I, we get contacted by Farmer Wants a Wife and Farmer Wants a Husband and all of those companies. And <laughs> I said I tried to convince convince them to get Luke on, and they yeah they they just laughed at me.
2: Luke, how are you?
3: Good, doing well. Tell us about your setup
2: here and what, how long you've been coming here.
5: Okay, so we sell gourmet sausages, all handmade in the Yarra Valley. Low in fat, gluten-free, and full of real ingredients and fresh herbs and vegetables. We've been coming here for well over 10 years.
2: Yes, yes. We were here
5: at the very first market that they ran. Yes. And we've been coming every time since. Love coming up here. It's one of our favourite markets.
2: What do you like about the market here?
5: It's got a good sort of family feel to it.
2: Yep, yeah.
5: It's like a It's like a family of holders. We all look out for each other. Yes. And... We get to know all of the shopkeepers as well. It's quite a tight community, I guess you would say.
2: Right, right. Well, I've I've seen you here for years. You used to be a little tacker when you came here. You were like, you must have been 10, I reckon.
5: Yeah, probably about that, yeah.
2: You'd go, ah, look at this guy. We'll buy some from him.
5: Yeah, I did have that appeal. It's sort of worn (laughs) off now, I'll be honest. And uh, do you see the same people in the the stalls here every year? They vary a little bit, but... We have what I call our pillar stallholders who come mm-hmm. year in, year out, mm-hmm. and they don't really change.
2: Right. And you support each other at all? Or?
5: I find what I like about markets is we're very astute to when someone hasn't had as good a day, we all sort of buy off them so that we all sort of have a bit better of a day. And
3: that's our way of supporting each other. Awesome. <laughs> we did a couple of things different. Than other markets. Um, I'd really like to give a shout out to my darling Susie who volunteers. She was working at the ANZ until it closed down. She has been volunteering for years with me and she just has the most amazing customer service. So when she came on board, I literally met her and invited her to participate and she did. And I have done that. We had, at one point, we had like 20 volunteers and I have to tell you, surprise, surprise, they were 18, 19, 20 year olds. They were amazing. One of the things that we did, we wanted to make we didn't we believe that a really good experience for people coming to the market is achieved through making sure that the stall have a, holders have a really good experience. So we the volunteers would come and watch their stalls, so they could go to the bathroom, have a coffee, you know, just little tiny things like that. Thinking about what their needs basis also helps the customers. You know, it, it just creates an atmosphere. So the general feedback is that our market. Um, is one of their favourite markets to achieve. The experience for them is good. And and if that's what we can achieve, that's what we can achieve. You know, we want our customers to have a good experience, but we want storeholders to have a good experience. It's just you know, 101 of, of life, really. You know, make, it, make it pleasant.
2: I was talking with Susie. Susie, where are we at the moment? We're in the Norwich
3: Plaza at the Bridge Mall. This is
2: not heritage listed.
1: No, I wouldn't think so. I wouldn't think so.
2: (laughs) Okay, now, um, so what's your involvement here?
1: So I'm a volunteer down here, so I've Mm -hmm. worked in the Bridge Mall for six years, but I got involved with the market because I'm very passionate about the Bridge Mall Mm -hmm. and the traders.
2: This is going to sound like a weird question, but why? Why? Why do you volunteer here?
1: I just really, really enjoy it. I love yep. it down here. It's a real village feel on market day. Mm-hmm. I've gotten to know a lot of the market people. I already know a lot of the traders, so I duck in and out of the shops and I tell yep. people to pop into the shops and have a look around. Oh,
2: you're, you're mainly here on market day?
1: Yes. So my role, when I first came down here, I just did a walk around and yep. said to the, trade, uh, to the market holders, I'm here as a volunteer. Mm-hmm. If you need anything, if you want to go and get a coffee, you want me to go and get you a coffee, you need to go to the toilet because a lot of the stalls are singly run. Oh,
2: yes, right. So you take over?
1: Yeah, give me a yell.
2: You really turn a profit over when they go to the toilet?
1: <laughs> no, I actually get quite nervous because <laughs> I, I don't like, you know, discussing their products because they're so special. Yes, So, right. yeah, I do a, do a bit of spruking, you know. Mm-hmm. Those vegetables, fruit and vegetables are the best you'll buy and... Um, yeah, it's fun and with the first day that I did that walk around, there's mm-hmm. so many of the stallholders that go to many markets mm-hmm. and they actually said, oh my god, you know, we've never had that service availed to us before, right, so, right. Um, and it's lovely because they do, they go, Susie, can you come here for a mini, and I go, yeah, sure.
2: Okay. So. Jamie, um, where are we exactly?
6: We are in Gander Ballarat.
2: And this is a clothing store mainly? Yes. Now I do notice you have skateboards and I did buy my first skateboard in the mall.
6: Oh fantastic, yes we do sell um, skateboards, sometimes we have scooters as well, we've got heaps of different kind of things as well, not just clothes, we sell um, heaps of accessories.
2: Are you allowed to ride the skateboards in the store?
6: No, unfortunately I wish we were. It would make getting from one end to the other a lot easier.
2: And uh, what's your favourite store apart from this one?
6: My favourite store is Lee. They're so lovely in there. All the chocolates uh-huh. are so great. Their customer service is fantastic. They're always up for a chat and they're just like, it just makes you feel really good to go in there. They're just really happy people.
2: Right. So it's not it's not the chocolate, it's the people.
6: It is 100% the people in there. Yeah. I do love chocolate, but they, they're lovely. They're fantastic.
2: All I know about you is you're Jodie.
0: I'm Jodie Kane yes. and I work for the Bridge Mall Business Association. Oh, right, okay. Yeah. My title is I'm marketing. I guess I'm bringing my perspective. I grew up in Ballarat. I remember coming to the Bridge Mall as a young child and I was just, you know, I was absolutely captivated. I thought it was the most wonderful place to be. Was What was
2: your favourite store at the
0: time? Well, I remember it was called Ree's Children's Wear at the wow. time. Are you talking about a real small child? Yeah, I was tiny. And I was super-duper happy to come and get my, I think I had my Crosby Runners, and I had my bubblegum jeans from Ree's Children's Wear. But Bridge Mall was where you came to get all of the new looks that you wouldn't get anywhere else and so there is a part of me that is fulfilling a childhood dream in being able to help create all of the beautiful communications that we currently have in place with the bridge. How long have you been doing that for? Well in um, January it'll be two years.
2: And uh, in those two years what have you found the most challenging?
0: What I've found the most challenging is uh i guess the impact of uh news in the area it's that call to action that you know shopping is going online it's going at a you know a pace now that you know we haven't seen before
2: how do you think the stores will fight the online market that we have now
0: well i don't think it's a case of fighting it i think it's a case of being able to support them and help to in my mind elevate the conversation above just sell 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 because you know we get that message wherever we go we're bombarded with it but what I think the real value is to communicate to our local people that it not only do you get the most interesting things at Bridge Mall you're also going into a shop that's supporting family and friends and it's really that cohesive sort of support that we're trying to tease out.
2: mean, how do you see online shopping in regards to physical shopping at the mall?
3: For me, online shopping is about being a hunter, hunting it out, finding it for the price I want. But often when I actually get it, I'm less interested in receiving it than I am in the hunt. So I think there's less satisfaction in sometimes getting things when they arrive from online than there is actually looking around and buying them.
2: This isn't a mall problem. I'm talking about. Yeah, no, this but it, it, it,
3: retail has changed. It has. It has fundamentally changed, and with it has changed the DNA of the human race. Right, but things always swing around in circles. Like I see with my kids, that they're less interested in lots of stuff, and more interested in. One thing that's expensive. So they would rather than have 10 inexpensive things, they, their rate of consumerism and their idea about consumerism is different. They'd rather not have a lot of things, they'd rather just have one thing.
2: You say there's one thing, I mean, but you, let's, let's, let's take a look at this here. Mm. If I walk back in time a little bit here, I'm collecting CDs or tapes. Guess what? You don't need them anymore. That's I'm right. collecting movies. You don't need them anymore. All you need is a really comfy chair and a computer, your yep. phone. Yep. So, of course, they're going to be interested in less things because they've got everything right there on that small yeah, device. Yeah, yeah.
3: So how do we respond to that as a retail environment? You don't even
2: need a library. You don't even need a book anymore.
3: Yeah, Think yeah. Think about
2: some of the stores that actually used to be around back then. I remember brushes.
3: Brushes is the most beloved store that <laughs> ever it was in the mall. It
2: walked through It Brashers was a vibe, yeah. to the
3: other. Our brushes was a thing. I think they just created a real community in that store.
2: I remember I bought uh, Cindy Lauper there, my first tape.
3: Yeah, <laughs> girls just want to have fun. True colours. Oh, yes.
2: Much more sophisticated. Oh,
3: yes. Oh, yes. My memory of being a kid down there was I went with a group of friends from school. We were about 14. And I had made this big leather bag, right? Yep. Myself. I was really proud of it, it had a big chunky coloured zip that I'd found in the Op shop and we went into it wasn't Fossies, but it was light Fossies. We went into one fossies. of those. Yeah, Fossies. I love that word. Fossies. So Fossies was your best and less of yesterday, you know, but it you'd go in there and it'd just have these big crates of stuff, right? And we went in there and the one of the girls I was with asked me if she could put some stuff in my bag and I'm like, Yeah, sure, no worries. When I got out of the shop I found out that she'd stolen it.
2: Oh right. So you're an accomplice?
3: I was an accomplice. I was beside myself. I was like, if you got busted, you would have blamed me and I had nothing to do with it. You would have gone down. And people, too. do you know what they were? Typical ladies? Fluoro socks. <laughs> Thanks for listening to 20 Square Blocks. If you like the show, do the things that podcasts ask you to do.
2: Subscribe, like, review. And most importantly, tell someone you know. Thanks to my guests, Jermaine Davey, Deanne Sarah, Luke Jansen, Susie Dignan, Jamie Talbot, and Jodie Kane, who you'll often find at the bridge, two blocks to the southwest of me. All right, Jermaine, tell me about
3: Norwich Plaza. Norwich Plaza? I actually put a proposal into the council about this because they were having a big music festival and I wanted to turn. <laughs> The front of the Norwich Plaza into a boombox, because to me that's what it looks like—the you know the yellow tin—and I was like, "This would be great." Call it what it is, or something—you know, Pac-Man, or something eighties-inspired on the front. I was like, "So it's
2: eighties. This is uh... yeah,
3: seventies, 80s But I, I wanted them to do something like that because I said, "You know, you can see it all the way from Sturt Street coming Does that clockwork?
2: Is there still a clock? Oh down?
3: bloody clock! <laughs> Jesus Christ! That not only gives me the shits, that gives everyone in the council the shits. Look, the clock doesn't work and if you wanted to call this episode anything, call it, it's always quarter to five at the Bridge Mall, you know, because it's it always
2: is. So what's going on with that you clock? You know what?
3: I hear the word clock and I you can just see a flash of red hair running for the door.
2: It is, so, it's, so it's been a quarter to five for how many years?
3: Oh, years and years. I, I couldn't tell you exactly, but yeah, yeah. Better get in fast because we're closing. Music by Ryan Goodwin. Check out his other music at virtuallyryan.com.
2: Additional material written by Anne Murison.
3: The logo is designed
4: by
2: Chris Frith.
6: Editing by the irrepressible Ricky Chetto.
2: And thanks to Heat Studios for the use of their studios. I'm Ben Plaza and this is 20 Square Blocks.